0: And I know we're in a hurry and God's not. But being frustrated about how long you have to wait will not get God to hurry. Because to be honest, whatever it is we're wanting God to do in our life, usually we have to go through some kind of a preparation period in order for that to happen. And we don't get to skip over those steps And waiting doesn't have to be a time of misery if we trust God that he will do things not on our timing, but in his timing and at the right time. And might I add, just because you feel like you're ready in no way means that you are ready. One of the keys to
1: success in life is wise timing. And when you do the right thing at the right time, it just works. On the other hand, can you say the right thing but say it in the wrong time and it's a disaster? Yeah. Can you do the right thing but do it at the wrong time and it's a disaster? Yes. Timing is everything. Timing is the difference between a good joke and a bad joke. God does not tell us the details in advance. He has a timetable for your life, but he doesn't tell you the details in advance. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 says this, God has given us the desire to know the future. And he always does everything just right and on time. But people can never completely understand what God is doing. Everybody agree with that verse? If you could understand why God does everything God does, you'd be God. Now, he says that God has given us this desire to know the future. Have you noticed all the crazy things people try to do to figure out the future? Tarot cards, palm reading, tea leaves, astrology, all kinds of crazy things trying to figure out the future. But the Bible says, God doesn't let us know the timetable. Why? Why didn't God just tell you everything that's gonna happen in your life right up front? Well, I think there are two or three reasons. First, it would overwhelm you, probably scare you to death. You couldn't handle the truth. (laughs) Second is you'd probably abuse it. If you saw everything that was going to happen in your life, go, I don't like that part. I'm going to change that. Kind of like back to the future. We're going to change history before it even happens. But the real reason God doesn't announce his timetable to you is he wants you to trust him. He says, just live one day at a time. Trust me. I'm a good God. I'm a loving God. Everything I do in your life is fruit for love. But you just got to trust me. In Acts chapter one in the Bible, the Bible says this, Jesus said in verse seven, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the father's business. Now the subtext of that is it's none of your business. So you're just not ever gonna know stuff in advance. You don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow in your life, much less the rest of your life. God has a timetable for your life but he doesn't give you the details in advance. Now here's the third thing we learn: is that God is never in a hurry and he's never late. God is never in a hurry and he's never late. He's always on time, his timing is perfect. Now the reason for this is because God is on a different wavelength than we are. God has a different view of time because God is timeless. Now this is kind of hard to understand. God is not bound by time, he's not limited by time. God can be in the past and the present and the future all at the same time. Your view of time, my view of time happens because we have to live on a planet called Earth that circles 24 hours, every 24 hours it, it rotates, and every 365 days it goes around the sun, so you have marked your life in 24 hour days and 365 day years. If you lived on Mars or Pluto, your time, concept of time would be very, very different. And and God doesn't live on a planet, so God is timeless. Second Peter, the Bible says, chapter three, verse eight. Never forget this. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. Does that sound like the way you treat time? That's the way it feels when I'm waiting for a meal. Okay, it feels like a thousand years sometimes. But no, no, we don't think in those terms. God's timelessness that I'm talking about has big implications for your life.
0: And another thing I wanna mention is when you're praying for other people, God can't override their will just to answer your prayer. Because everybody has a free will. So when you pray for somebody else, you've got to give God time to deal with them. And the best thing to do is just be a good example to them while you're in the process of waiting. You know, everybody waits. It's not a matter of whether you will wait or not. I can just, if you've got any questions about that, I can tell you tonight, you will wait. Nobody just has a dream or a vision or a plan or a desire or a hope and they just get it immediately. Everybody waits. Joseph waited 13 years in prison for something that he didn't even do. He wasn't even guilty. But you know, the interesting thing about Joseph is it appears, I don't know if he ever had a grouchy day, but none of them are listed in the Bible. And it just appears that Joseph had such a great attitude about all these unfair things that happened to him, and the result was that everywhere he went, God gave him favor. When he was in Potiphar's house, he got a little too much favor with Potiphar's wife, and she went after him. And then that favor ended up putting him in prison, but he also got favor in prison, and no matter where he was, he got favor. And see, that can happen to you and it can happen to me. If we learn to wait with a good attitude.
2: I know that many of you are troubled and maybe frightened and you're wondering, you know, what's going to happen? Well, none of us know exactly what's going to happen today, tomorrow or five minutes from now, but we do know who God is. And and that is very, very important. I meet so many people when they're passing through times of trials in which they're constantly asking themselves this question. What is God doing? What's happening? What is God doing? And it's almost as if they will not have peace unless they can figure out what God's doing. And that's not really the the biblical way of approaching a problem. You see, I don't need to know what God is doing in the world if I know who God is. If I know that God is good and faithful and holy and righteous, I know that whatever he's doing, even though it's hidden to me, it will be okay. It will be the best. It will be the good for his people, even in the midst of suffering. You see, we must grow in the knowledge of God. You see, there's something very important. A lot of times when Christians get into trials or difficult circumstances, they immediately run to the Bible and begin spending a lot more time in the Bible than usual. And that's a good thing, but it's not the best thing. You see, in order to prepare for trials, you and I must prepare long before the trial comes. We must dedicate our lives to studying the scriptures and cultivating the mind of Christ, and especially dedicating ourselves to knowing who God is, because in that We find our strength in the character, the attributes of God.